Happy Halloween, moms and dads listening. We're actually going to be bringing back an older episode today because in episode three, we talked about personal branding and taking the scary out of personal branding. So in honor of Halloween and all things spooky, let's bring back our personal branding episode to make this whole whole big idea a lot more manageable. Hi, moms. I'm Becca Carnahan. And I'm Marie Tremblay. We're two mom friends and career development professionals here to help you answer that big question. What do I want to be when I grow up? Just because we're moms now doesn't mean that we're all the way grown up yet. I know I'm not. Me neither. And we want to give you permission to grow, change, and evolve as a parent and professional. By sharing real stories from real moms, including our own, we're going to help you navigate the motherhood identity shift, career changes, work-life balance questions, and more. Are you ready to keep growing up with us? Yes? Then let's do this. Welcome back, everyone, to the When Mommy Grows Up podcast. Welcome back. So when we left off uh, last episode, we told you that this week we would be talking about personal branding. Yes, this big <laughs> idea of personal branding. Mm -hmm, this big intimidating concept that I knew nothing about a few months ago. <laughs> so we're going to tell you all about it. Uh, but like we always do, we're going to start with a story. Let us tell you about Melissa. So Melissa's a mom. She's also a military spouse. So she and her partner have done a lot of traveling over the past decade or so. Um, they also have a 10 year old. So they've moved several times because of different military assignments. And so moving along with parenthood and a lot of int different interests, different skills means that for Melissa, her career history is in her words, in her words, not mine, is scattered. And I'm going to tell you why it's not scattered here in a minute. But so she's done a lot though. She's worked in nonprofits. She's worked in healthcare and education and her undergrad degrees in Spanish. So it might sound to you too, but like, okay, she's done a lot of different stuff. So when you ask Melissa to tell you about herself and her career, one of two things happen. And these are very relatable things. The first thing that happens is that she will start telling you all the details of every move. And then she fumbles around and says, oh, well, because of all this, I can do anything. Hmm. So that's one thing that happens. Uh, the other thing that happens is that Melissa starts to tell you, okay, well, I've done all this other stuff, so I have no idea what I could do Right. next. So it seems like she needs some direction to be able to talk about what she did. She does. Yeah, yep, she definitely does. She needs to be able to tell her story. And the other piece of it is that because of all these different moves, Melissa's feeling kind of insecure. Mm -hmm. And she's not really sure how she's going to find that next job. And this is a nuance I think is important too. She really expressed that she wants her daughter to be proud of what her mom does for work. Mm. And she was just feeling worried that her varied career path just doesn't feel as significant as her partner's. So lots of big feelings here yes. from Melissa. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, let's just scroll back and define what it is for those like me who didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And I wish I knew that concept like years ago. But can you sort of, in a nutshell, tell us what is personal branding and what makes it so important that it sets you apart? Yes, absolutely. So the reason why we're talking about Melissa's story in personal branding is because she has all of these different nuances to her story, mm -hmm. all these different pieces. 
And they need to come together into a cohesive story so that Melissa isn't walking into a conversation, a networking conversation or an interview and saying, I could do anything or I have no idea why you would hire me. Neither (laughs) one of those things are good. We need to have a really strong story about Melissa, not a made up story, Mm -hmm. a very authentic story about her career history that ties the pieces together for someone else. That's what I was going to say, because it has to sound authentic to her before it sounds authentic to other people. Absolutely. So what would be your advice of where to start Mm -hmm. um, for Melissa? Yeah. The first thing that Melissa and I talked about was getting clear on what she actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that's this big question. When mommy grows up, what do you want to do yeah. next? What, so, what's her goal with yeah. all this? Like, yes. Why would she think about her pitch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So we need to get clear on the target. So that's another another process. And yeah. we're going to be talking through, we talked about that with finding your passions and your skills. And we're going to keep on talking about that throughout the podcast. But yeah. what Melissa really narrowed down to was that she loved mission-driven organizations. Okay. That's where she really spent her career, even though they were different. It was education. It was nonprofit. It was healthcare. It was all about the mission of the organization. And then we talk, started to talk about what skills she wanted to use in service yeah. of those organizations. And for her, she had a really strategic mind about how she could think about these pieces coming together. She was really strong with her interpersonal skills and communication. So that was her secret sauce. Okay. So she had more of a target. So that was good. We, we need really need to find out your target before you start on this pitch process. Right. Because if you think about branding, this term of branding, you might think about it like, the cereal aisle in the grocery store okay and let me let me play this one out so it's marketing yourself that's marketing yourself exactly it's uh, so when you're walking down the cereal aisle there's a reason why the cereal with the bright colors is at eye level for the kiddos because the companies are thinking about their audience Hmm. so it's the same thing with personal branding that's your Mm -hmm. audience who's your audience who you're talking to because if Melissa didn't have a clear audience, mm. she could be talking to anyone and everyone, and then no one's going to understand her. So her message won't go through. Her message won't go through. But the cereal aisle example <laughs> of it makes it really clear to your kiddo that they want that brightly colored cereal box with the with yeah. the bunny on the front of it, which I have in my cabinet downstairs because <laughs> of this exact scenario. <laughs> uh, it makes it really easier. So target first so you know your audience. Right. And do you have an exercise for this? Like where, so where do we start? Because it's, it's, um, it sounds really intimidating, Becca, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't know where to start with that pitch. Yeah. So I like to think about this as a framework. So when we think about the pitch, so you have your target Mm -hmm. and there's, there's a framework for that too. We do do a lot of that. (laughs) We do a lot of that in the career clarity program, um, figuring out what that target is with the sweet spot in your career criteria. And then once we get into this idea of the pitch, I think about it in a three-step framework. Three steps. Three steps. That's great. Yes. It's short. It's short. (laughs) It is short. Uh, And I love a good framework too. I'm kind of a nerd about all of this stuff, about the branding piece and frameworks and structures and all of that. Um, So the three steps that I like to think of, one is what do you want someone to remember about you? Hmm. And not just someone. What do you want your target audience to remember about you? For Melissa, 
when she was thinking about her target audience and these mission-driven organizations, she wanted them definitely to know when she walked out the door, if she was in a conversation with them or if she was at a party and she was talking with someone about this, she would want them to know that she is really passionate about mission-driven organizations, that Mm -hmm. she has, she's very heart-centered. Specifically for Melissa, it was around access to resources for marginalized communities. That was where... That's her, where her, her passion experience. lied. Her, yep, her experience and her passion lied was around this particular type of work. So passion was big for her. She also wanted these organizations to know about her skill sets, right? Because that's helpful for them to understand when they walk out the door, they want to know that she's passionate, but also that yes. she could add value. And that she can show uh, what her skills are related to to the goals, right? To related to the yeah. goals, exactly. So she wanted them to remember about her that she does have this like program management sort of mind where she can think about mm. strategy and putting all these pieces together, but she's also really good with people one-to-one. Right. So if Melissa was in an elevator with a non with a nonprofit or a mission-based organization. Oh, I love this. I know yeah. where you're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> and she only had a few floors mm. to be like hey i'm melissa and takes guts though. It, oh it takes total guts uh. yeah and you're not often you're not often actually in the elevator but you try yeah. to picture you don't you don't have that much it's time visual, it's a sort of a visualization exercise yes yeah if you only had a few floors to mm-hmm. get across to someone what you're all about you need to think about what are the things that you want them to remember about you and I use a framework of three for this process, but I also use a framework of three for thinking about what you want them to remember about you because they can't remember everything. (laughs) So if Melissa, if they can remember about her that she's passionate about making sure you can get access to resources for marginalized communities, that she is strategic and she's really good with interpersonal communications, Mm -hmm. if that's all they remember about her, that's good. Yeah. That's really clear and concise. But so before we get to that elevator pitch, because it might happen to some people, they might get mm-hmm. a lucky elevator day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know. But where would you practice first? Oh, yeah. What about like your friends and family? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I feel like I would need to practice this in a safe space yes. before I get out there and try to pitch myself oh yeah oh yeah and I think it's a really good point for Melissa too because she her confidence was a little shaken she was feeling kind of insecure so we should do this in a safe space Uh, so she has if she has this idea we kind of write it down first write down your pitch so we start with what you want someone to remember about you Mm -hmm. the next part of it is the highlight reel how can you prove that you've done these things and then the third part is what's next for you so you need to have all those things those three things written down and really outlined for yourself and then that's when you can start to practice right. with other people if we circle back to the highlights mm-hmm. how can you pick because some people might have like so many things they want to talk about but how do you pick those specific highlights that's a good question so you really need to think about relevance so we can go back to our audience again mm. that's your north star so that that guides you through all this process yep. And I'm going to go back to our cereal example again, because the people who are making that bright colored cereal box in the aisle, there's a lot of things about their cereal mm-hmm. that they could share. They could share <laughs> about their sugar content. They could share about yeah. how crunchy it is. They could share anything. But 
they're probably only sharing a couple of things in the front of that box that are relevant to the audience. And it's probably the marshmallows <laughs> and it's probably oh, yes. the character on the front of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And or the, the gift or the box. gift inside. <laughs> yeah. So if those were the three things, that's what the kiddo walking down the aisle is going to remember. So you can put that same brain on when you're thinking mm-hmm. about your audience. What is most relevant to them? For Melissa, it might not be her specific experience when she was working in the hospital in healthcare, but it was the fact that it was mission-driven and how she was serving a particular population mm-hmm. and making sure that they had access to resources. So always think about your audience and what they care about the most right. when, you're, when you're pulling out your examples. I feel like they're sort of preparing their own TED Talk about themselves. Yeah. Isn't it a great way to think about it? It is. It is. <laughs> Because a TED Talk's only so long and you can only remember so, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how can you be catchy and memorable about your own experience? Mm-hmm. Start with your audience and your target and then pull out the examples that help to add more to that story. Mm-hmm. So the key three things and then what are some of the little stories or examples that you might share. And I'm going to give an example at the end here about Melissa's actual pitch, which is going to tie this yeah. all together for yeah. us. Um, but when you have those little, those little stories that show, okay, she's not only saying that she cares about mission-driven organizations, she has, here's her examples of the, the nonprofit that she worked for and how she thought about education. Okay, that's actually, it's tying back to what she said about her her passion for this. She's not just saying she's strategic. She's saying she helped set up a strategy for this nonprofit that she worked at in the past about mm. how they were going to navigate these problems. She's not just saying that she has strong interpersonal skills. She's giving examples about how she taught students and mm. really felt a pull to be helping people in that way, one-to-one and building strong relationships. And it's such a great first step, too, because it pr- also prepares you for an interview. It prepares you when you're writing that resume, depending on who you're sending it to. Yeah. Um, and also LinkedIn. I'm thinking about those new uh, features on LinkedIn that you can, I don't know, the first, like, what about you or yeah. the paragraph that you can write about yourself. You can start with your personal branding mm-hmm. and practice on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, right? Oh, my gosh. And we should have a whole episode just on right. LinkedIn because I can nerd out over LinkedIn all day long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but with it's exactly the point because where we're starting with Melissa and her personal brand is understanding these key three things. I'm going to say them again because I think they're important. What do you want someone to remember about you? Mm-hmm. What's the highlight reel? And what's next for you? What's that clear statement about what you're looking to do next? If you know those three key things, mm. then you can be prepared for your elevator conversation. You can be yeah. translating that onto your resume. You can look at your resume from the lens of, Am I really getting across my key themes? Am I telling the stories that are mm-hmm. most relevant? Is it clear to someone what I want to do next? Your cover letter is basically written for you once wow. you have this outlined. Your yeah. LinkedIn about section is already written for you because you have done this work. Everything else with personal branding that people typically associate mm-hmm. with personal branding becomes easier once you get this pitch process down. You're sending a clear message to the world and you might get so many more chances to, to obtain what you want from it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You're putting it out there because people want to help you. They, genu- they genuinely do. They want to help you be successful, but they don't know how to help you if you don't tell them how to help you. Mm. And a personal brand helps you do that because you're being really clear about what it is you love to do, what you're great at and what you're hoping to do next. And I'm going to give an example 
Marie, hopefully this is okay that I'm going to give this example. It's about <laughs> about us talking with each other when you just, when you joined Next Chapter Careers. I learned more about you about yeah. the that you really loved personal development and mm-hmm. the podcast that you were listening to. That just came up in conversation. But yeah. when I realized that was part of your brand and like something that I you really enjoyed, I was doing it. You didn't know you were doing it. <laughs> but when I learned more about that, I was like, huh. I wonder if Marie would enjoy this work mm. about working with next chapter careers. So when you're even so that just happened naturally, but when you're consciously pulling out things that are right. part of your brand, everyone people are going to know exactly how to help you. Yeah, and you or might, how you can help them. Yeah, and you might already have great friends around that hear your message. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think that's another going back to this, the point that you made about friends yeah. and practicing this yeah. with friends. Because you could be, you could honestly be at a barbecue and someone can say like, oh, like, Becca, what are you up to? Or like, what are you thinking about like doing, doing next? Yeah. Uh, people might just ask it casually. Like, what have you been up to lately? Yeah. That's your chance to not go into like super buttoned up professional mode of yeah. trying to make it something that you're not. Because you it affects your confidence on. for sure. But yeah. if you've had a chance to practice this a few times before, yeah. then you sort of have this message already imprinted Mm -hmm. and you can get it out in stressful situations like an elevator (laughs) exactly you can be off and you can practice saying it authentically when you're at the barbecue you Mm. can be like you know what over my career I've really always been I've loved working with organizations that do x y and z and I really love writing so as I'm looking towards what I'm thinking about doing next I would love to be able to combine those two skills and to do that's just a casual conversation Mm. if you practice that sort of casualness and then you layer in more the stories in the middle it feels like you know where you're going yeah yeah it does it does Mm -hmm. Uh, because you have to feel it first mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you do Uh, so I, I really love that you brought up that point around practicing with family and friends, getting comfortable. So for Melissa, when mm. we go into her actual pitch and we talk about that, she absolutely did practice this. She practiced this in the safe space of the career clarity community. Yeah, that's what um, this community is for. Yes. Mm. Um, so having that specific community with us in the career clarity community, she practiced this, but she also practiced it uh, with her partner. She, mm. I, I challenged her, I'd be like, just share, just share it with a friend. Mm-hmm. Next time you're out talking, be like, can I just like share this with you and let me know if it sounds like me. And what's great about the community too, for the career clarity community is that they can give feedback. Yeah. Um, they can let her know like what they think about specific points. And then she just, she just gets even more, uh, it gets polished. It gets polished. Yeah. Yep. It gets more clear. Mm-hmm. It gets more targeted because that's a problem that a lot of people face with this. And that's, I just want to circle back to that point too, about being really clear about the audience. And mm-hmm. hopefully for everyone that cereal aisle is sticking in your mind um, <laughs> because you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you know your audience, that's the foundation and then the other pieces can start to plug in. So can you give us Melissa's example? Ooh, I can. <laughs> it's, it's always so helpful to have an example, right? It is. It is. Okay. So let's do this. I'm going to put my, my, my Melissa hat on here for a second. So pretend I'm Melissa. And here's where she landed with her pitch. Over the course of my career, I've been committed to working with mission-based organizations that focus on providing marginalized communities access to important resources and have used my skill set in building strong interpersonal relationships, strategic thinking, and communication to support that mission. 
Early in my career as a program coordinator with a nonprofit organization, where I was able to build important partnerships with community organizations by understanding their needs and identifying key intersections. Moving into the healthcare sector brought me even closer to the direct impact of the organizations, and which led me then to my work as a teacher, staying close to the mission, working directly with people. Because of the great needs I have seen through my one-to-one work and working directly with people, I'm excited to return back to a strategic role where I can impact the needs of my community at scale. So that was her pitch. Mm-hmm. It's That's pretty great. short. Um, it highlights the key things that she wanted someone to remember mm-hmm. about her. And then that, that last part, she was saying what she's excited about doing next. Yeah. And she's not saying like, hey, give me a job doing this. She's saying, like, this is what I'm excited about doing. And it's reminding people about why she could do it really well. It's so targeted. It's to, targeted. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's great. Um, I loved Melissa's pitch. And <laughs> it, it worked really well for her, too, I should add, um, because she did land a new role. Um, she moved out of education into working back in the nonprofit world mm. um, in a program manager position. It's at this intersection of of education, but also connecting with the community at large. It's an amazing role. It's perfect for her. So that's exactly what she wanted. It's exactly what she wanted. Yeah. Uh, it took some work to get there to figure out that target. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, I totally get it. If you're out there saying like, I don't know what my target is, that's okay. We can help you with that. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're feeling that's you don't know what that target is, that's what we do in the Career Clarity Program. That's exactly what we do. Um, so... As we wrap up here, we're going to be taking everything that we talked about here with Melissa and personal Mm -hmm. branding, and it's actually really related to the next story we're going to talk about next week with Ida in interviews. Mm. So stay tuned for next week. Thank you for tuning in to the When Mommy Grows Up podcast. If you're interested in learning more about how career coaching can help you along your journey of growing up as a mom and professional, head over to beccacarnahan.com slash free training for a free training on how to land a flexible job you love without spending hours scrolling job boards. You can contact us at podcast at nextchaptercareers.us if you have questions, comments, or want to share your story for some coaching on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be here every week with coaching stories and two mom friends in your corner.